You're listening to Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of PureFandom.com. Listeners, welcome to another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I'm Liz. And I'm Lindy. And this week, we are, of course, recapping The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 11, Hostiles and Calamities. And, of course, we are already um, preparing to talk about how a million other outlets are talking shit about this episode, which I think is a bunch of bull because I thought it was freaking awesome. I I loved it. it. I liked it too. I thought it was really good. And I'm just going to start the podcast off with a bang and say this Eugene is playing them. He's winning his trust. So he, he has the resources he needs now to be the actual strong member of Rick's gang that he's always wanted to be. Um, so yeah, everyone else can just freaking suck it. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've seen, I read several things today because I was interested in seeing what everybody's perspective was towards the end of the episode about, you know, where, about Eugene and what's going on with him. And it was actually pretty split between people who were like, no way is he loyal to Negan all of a sudden now, like he's just playing him. And then there were some people that believe that maybe Eugene really is finding this comfort in the Savior's compound. We know that he's lied before just for his own sake. So he hasn't always been the most honorable person. But I can't imagine that after everything he's been through with the group and what he's seen Negan do, that he doesn't have some larger plan in mind or that he's not I think he's just in survival survival mode right now but I don't think you can deny that there are some things that he does like um like the pickles I think he enjoyed eating his pickles I think he enjoyed hanging out with the girls and making bomb and I think he enjoyed his cushy room and everything but I don't think he's that doesn't mean he's blind to the person that Negan really is and what needs to ultimately happen but Someone exactly. Else, sorry, I know, I'm, I know I'm rambling on, but one more thing somebody brought up, which is kind of true, is Eugene doesn't know that Rick and the gang are all gung-ho now on taking Negan, taking Negan down. So Eugene could very well think, like, well, Rick is submissive to Negan now. Nobody's coming to save me. This is my life. You know what I mean? So that made a little bit of sense to me for the people that were saying that no, Eugene, uh, you know, might really actually be making a home for himself there. I don't know. What do you think? I don't think he's making a home for himself. I agree with you. He's a hundred percent in survival mode and he's assessing the situation. So he's seeing what kind of resources they have. Um, I think that even though he doesn't know that there's an actual plan in motion to take over Negan, there's definitely, um, there's definitely enough that Rick has done to warrant Eugene knowing that if there was a possibility, Rick would try to overtake him. And Mm -hmm. I mean, think of it this way. If Rick showed up, like snuck in and had a conversation with Eugene, was able to have like a stealthy one, Eugene wouldn't write that off. No. Yeah. You know, and I think people are forgetting the, I think there was a very 
distinct and significant reason that in the season finale of season six, we saw Eugene tell Rick and co before he got on the trait or got on the RV. And they showed him. I am one of you or whatever he said, like, I Mm -hmm. thank you for giving me a chance. Like I am always one of you. And we keep on seeing these parallels with other new newer characters to Rick's group as well. We just saw it with Father Gabriel. Like exactly, people were yeah. saying, oh, Father Gabriel just left. Like, no, he didn't leave. He was taken, you know? So I think there, Eugene is definitely in survival mode right now because if if he just acts like how Daryl acted, um, it's not really, it's not going to help or get him anywhere. And his situation is different than Daryl. And I think he knows that because Daryl would have been used for muscle and forced to do things that he didn't want to do. Eugene isn't being forced to do anything he doesn't want to do. He's being forced to use his skill that he enjoys doing. I'm sure there'll be a situation where he'll have to like blow some shit up and innocent people will die and he'll feel bad about that. And that'll be a whole like character development thing, but he's learning what they have right now. Like he's honestly, he's been given a golden key into what Regan is what Regan what Negan is capable of, what resources he has, <laughs> how much he'll trust Eugene. And um he he's getting like Negan's nuclear codes. He basically has right. the codes to everything. He knows exactly what Negan has and what he can do. And all it takes is one conversation with Rick to get them up to speed and to prepare. Do you think Negan would I mean I don't know that Negan's that dumb that he would ultimately trust Eugene, but I don't know. I don't know. I'll be I don't think he trusts. I don't think he trusts him. I think he, um, he knows that Negan will do what he, or he knows that Eugene will do what he needs to do to survive mm-hmm. because like with the Walker thing, what does that do? You know, even if it does go wrong, there weren't any explosives involved. So it's not like he's going to blow up the fence or anything. Um, he's not letting Eugene talk to anybody outside of the saviors. So Eugene isn't even a liability for him right now. But like the only thing, so I keep, why didn't Eugene just let the women poison him, poison Negan? Like, was he just so terrified that Negan would find out before the deed was actually done and then he'd get thrown in a fire? Because, I mean, that was his opportunity. That was an opportunity if he really wanted to take him out. Um, I think it's one of two lie things. to the girls or lie about it is, the, what really happened. Right. I think it was an opportunity, but I think he was also possibly testing out if the girls were testing him or not. What if that was a test for Negan? Mm-hmm. And he gave it to them. And then Negan showed up at the door and said, what the fuck? I mean, it's pretty coincidental right. that Negan showed up two minutes after those girls did. We still don't know if those girls were lying or not. Yeah, maybe that was that whole setup was a, a test. You know, we we don't know. And even if it wasn't, I think it's valid for for Eugene to have that concern. Yeah, and maybe oh, think no, no, like I'm not trusting anyone until I really, really know I can trust you. And plus, right. those girls, he was right. He said you're disposable. So it's like yeah. if you're if you're a re, if you're someone there that's disposable to Negan. Uh, to me, that means that your actions and what you do are a, a little bit more reckless because you don't have another choice. You have nothing to lose because you've already, you're already living in this, you know, you already hit rock bottom. 
Eugene's yeah. not on rock bottom right now. So he's like, I don't know if I can trust you. Like, you're fucking reckless. How are you going to sneak yeah. it into his stuff? And then guess what? If he catches you, you're just going to throw me under the bus. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it's too yeah, much I, of a risk for him at this point. I agree. And I didn't even really think of it like that. Let's let's talk about Dwight because I really loved the whole Dwight storyline. And I know, I know some people didn't, but I enjoyed it. So let's talk about him. And then I want to talk a little bit about that final scene and how you perceived that. So um, I guess what what is your take on Dwight lying about what happened with Sherry and then basically screwing the doctor over when he got toasted in the pizza oven? To me, that was um, him doing anything and everything he could to protect Sherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the doctor was collateral damage because right. all that did in throwing the doctor under the bus was secure that he would stop looking for Sherry mm-hmm. and stop investigating that whole situation. Um, yeah. And I think Dwight would die for Sherry. And mm-hmm. so even if like how Negan was saying, if I do find Sherry, all I'm going to do is kill Dwight. And Dwight's like, Dwight, Dwight already knows that he doesn't care. He's like, fine. I would die knowing that I protected her in some way. I think. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that that whole back, you know, the letter and the backstory was supposed to prove that. Yeah. I, I thought that too. And then I, I did see some people also talking about kind of a, a little bit of a different way, which I can understand as well about how in Sherry's letter, she talks about how this is freeing him and how she wants to free him to just allow him to be basically this asshole to survive. Um, some people thought maybe, you know, he had his moment with the letter, he cried, and then he gave up his whole past self and had now fully immersed himself into surviving in Negan's world. And I, I, I would believe that, except I think that they focused a lot on Dwight's face while that doctor guy was burning, and I think you could clearly see the conflict in his facial expressions and, and that he kind of wanted to maybe break down because it was pretty jacked up. So I don't... I'm with you where I think it was him protecting Sherry and Sherry's letter got to him and made him realize, like, you are not this person and you don't have to be this person that Negan has changed you into. And her saying that she's probably not going to make it out there long because she'll probably get eaten by walkers. I think he's going to want to avenge and honor her. Like, it, if he doesn't know her, that she's okay, what more does he... He doesn't have anything to lose, you know? He could try to retaliate. I think he'll try to retaliate against Megan because he doesn't feel like he has anything else to lose anymore now that Sherry is gone, probably dead. That's how I feel. Agreed. Yeah, totally. And his last conversation with Eugene, you know, when Eugene was like, we are Negan, I'm, I'm still sticking by my guns and saying like, Eugene is not giving any sort of, um, I don't think he's going to try and give anyone a, a shred of curiosity as to what his loyalty to Negan is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he doesn't know anything about Dwight other than that. Dwight's a dick and he tried to kill um, Daryl. So to... seriously, <laughs> yes, yes. So it's like, other than that, like if you're Eugene, what you've seen of Dwight is that he is horrible and just as ruthless mm-hmm. as Negan. So he's just like, yep, we're all Negan. Yep, cool. I'm just going to eat my pickle and oversee this project. Like, did I convince you yet? You know? Yeah. I think you could take it a couple different, that end scene, a couple different ways that it's like a foreshadowing of them teaming up. And maybe they both 
subconsciously kind of know the other one is going, is not fully team Negan. And them saying that was kind of like foreshadowing it like a, a team up between them or that it was just very coincidental that they were both going through similar things where their loyalty, where they're not loyal, but they have to pretend that they are or that, you know, as some people believe that Negan really has gotten to them and the things that happened in that episode have scared them into being team Negan and accepting that. But yeah, I think it's, it's all very interesting and I don't know why people didn't, like the episode, but I thought, and you know what? I thought Eugene was really funny. I actually really enjoyed it. It made me laugh. I thought it was great. Yeah, I agree. And even when he walked up to that lady and was like, no, I'm higher rank than you. You know, I was just appointed chief engineering officer, blah, 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 blah. And he took all that stuff. I think mm-hmm. that scene was important because it showed that he will, um, that act in itself was in defiance of Negan because mm-hmm. he was taking that stuff to make the, that, those drugs. Yeah. So I think, um, and Negan didn't know about that. And even mm-hmm. before he knew, I think he knew already that it was meant for Negan because he said, you told me you needed this much of pounds and he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I know you're planning on doing it to more than one person because she doesn't weigh like two fifty, like you mm-hmm. saw her. So he already knew. And I think he was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And also, he probably just wanted to play because he hasn't been able to play with chemicals in a while, and he was probably really fucking excited about it. <laughs> so, I think like, yeah, I think it was defiant. Yeah, and I think he, even if he's not Team Negan, I think he probably still enjoyed the power and the luxury of, like, having a radio and listening to Easy Street, but also just getting to hang out with the girls and, and, ex- and expressing some dominance and getting in the front of the line and stuff. I mean... Some people say that that proves that he is loyal to Negan now, that he indulged in those things. But I think any person naturally who's been through the apocalypse might, uh, you know, use that privilege a little bit. (laughs) That doesn't mean he's necessarily Team Negan. But um, I wanted to read you a couple of things. Really quick, though. Really quick, though. I still don't think that proves. I don't think that proves he's Team Negan at all. I think people adapt to their environments in different ways. Um, like he is either like that even killed Eugene or he's terrified. We've only seen one or two of those, um, types of reactions from him pretty much throughout the entire show. So I think he's still assessing, he's just assessing the situation, but he's not going to be defiant right away because that's not his strength. His strength isn't in muscle. His strength is in his brain. So I think we need to look at how he's being defiant and him stealing those drugs from those other people and making those drugs behind Negan's back. That's just as defiant as, you know, Rick trying to, or Rosita trying to shoot Negan, you know, like he, he can be defiant in different ways. I just, I think people need to stop hating. It's really pissing me off. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but we talked about before a really like mean article that somebody from Forbes wrote about a previous um, episode of The Walking Dead, and we definitely two episodes ago, yeah, rocking the road. We definitely don't knock people for criticizing the show. We've both criticized the show, and that's fine. Um, But being like mean and hateful about it is kind of odd. Like, why are you even watching it? 
Um, but anyway, this one is critical, but it's not mean. So it's from Variety, and it's not knocking Variety or the writer. It's just something to discuss. So I wanted to read this to you, Liz, and see if what you think. Um, so they said about this episode, the problem with spending so much time with Eugene is that he's one of the least interesting characters in the show. In a show crammed with dull players, besides comic relief, he's not good for much else besides making others look stronger by comparison. Consistency is important in a character, but the common thread of his cowardice alone doesn't warrant a Eugene-centered arc. I don't agree with that because what the show has been doing for the last season, um, even their tagline, you know, is there's a whole bigger world out there. And they're focusing, the show is shifting to focus more on the story rather than just our core characters. You know, we've had Mm -hmm. six seasons of these characters battling how far they're willing to go to protect themselves, yada, 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 humanity. Right. And now it's becoming more of this epic tale. I mean, think of Game of Thrones. Like, we have, like, they'll spend scenes on the dumbest fucking (laughs) C-list, not C-list, but like... Like C grade characters, and you're like, oh, yeah. But they play such a significant role to the bigger part of the story. So mm-hmm. I think once we start to thread all of this together, it'll make sense. And the only reason they would spend this much time on Megan or on Eugene, I think, is because he plays a very big part in how they will eventually take Negan down. Yeah. Um, and same with Dwight. You know, right. that's why they're showing this this whole thing with Dwight as well. Because, I mean, if you think about it, Rick can't pull this off unless he has someone on the inside. I don't know how the hell he would do that unless he dropped a nuke on the Savior's headquarters. Like, I right. don't see how that would happen. So, um, so yeah, I think we need to look at it in that way. And people get a little hung up on how The Walking Dead was in the beginning. It was very much just focused on these core characters. But the show has evolved since then. And that's okay if you don't like that. I mean, maybe, like, this person... Uh, was it Variety, you said? The Variety article? Yeah. Um, the author of this Variety article, you know, they may be one of those people that's like, nah, I was just cool just focusing on our core group and their internal drama. Like, it's bigger yeah. than that now. It's more of um, an odyssey than just a, a soap opera, I think. Yeah, well, let me read you another thing they said in it. Um, it said, the rest of the episode... Well, it's talking about Dwight, and so the rest of the episode pounded into us what we already know. Eugene is a frustrating coward. Negan is a spectacular asshole. If an hour-long episode has to show, if all an hour-long episode has to show is mild foreshadowing, that's not good television. So there's another article, and this was from IGN, and they had a similar frustration, and what they said is, let's see, Every time someone new from Alexandria arrives in Neganville, we get more, here's how things work around here story. It's repetitive to say the least. Also, given that most of us are assuming this season will end with a big all-out war between the Sagers and Rick Alliance, a lot of this was more wheel spinning. And they said something about, how, you know, we've spent three episodes now where it seems like the whole point is just to drive home how much of a dick Negan is, like, where is the plot progression and why do we need more of that? Um, I understand the frustration with that because, you know, I was frustrated with the beginning of the season as well. So I understand. However, I don't agree with it with this episode because I really do feel like, you know, seeing, 
because like you said, Dwight and Eugene, I believe, are going to be integral in taking down Negan and helping out Rick from the inside. And if we don't see, you know, Eugene was interesting, but not as important as Dwight, because we have to believe Dwight's transition and understand his story and why he would betray Negan. We really have to believe that. So his story, I think, was the most important part. And I think without that, it wouldn't make sense for what they're ramping up to. Does that make Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mirror everything you just said. I think um, they have to do that if you're going to have this all at war against Negan. Think about Suicide Squad and how at the end of the movie, all of a sudden everyone was like besties and willing to like fight (laughs) Cara Delevingne for each other. And it's like, you guys aren't even friends. Like, we don't know. Or it's like, I don't give a shit about Diablo. Like, cool. I heard one line about how he ruined his family or something. But like, I have no investment in that character so yeah. if, if if she's about to go down like it needs to make sense yeah um and sometimes you know in books like i'll again compare it to game of thrones the iron islands it's boring but it's really integral to the story you know and mm-hmm. it's setting it up so yeah. um yeah i think people it's not every episode is going to be the grove or you know season six finale um but, you know, if you're frustrated, whatever. But I think people just need to imagine this as a bigger picture. Like, they're trying to paint this massive war. And it doesn't freaking make sense if it's just, if we just show Alexandria the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I definitely, yeah. I definitely think that um, Oceanside, I know we've talked about Oceanside coming back into play. You know, we've got these scavenger junk pile people now that want guns and all this stuff. Um, are you predict, I'm predicting that Tara is going to reveal Oceanside to Rick or maybe just a small group of people. Um, do you think she's going to sell Oceanside out and how soon? And what do you think the ramifications of that are going to be? Yeah. So we talked about this last week and I think that um, they'll definitely she'll definitely tell Oceanside because the problem with it before was that um, she had nothing to offer Oceanside, you know, often Oceanside Mm -hmm. found um, solace in being in their little, you know, beachside world, you know, they're left alone. Um, But now that all these troops are rallying together and they're building an army, it makes sense to go to them. Yeah, because it's like the only reason you're living like this is because of Negan. And if she can prove that they can defeat Negan, why wouldn't they want to do that? Yeah, not be in fear anymore. Yeah, I think it's only a matter of time. And I I thought that the end of the season was going to end in an all out war. But I don't know if it's going to. I feel like there's so much that needs to happen for an actual showdown to take place. Um, like, cause there's so much that still needs to happen with the kingdom, I think. And obviously Oceanside, if they're going to be a player next week, we have like the whole episode about Michonne and Rick at the fair, you know, they're going on a date. I just feel like there's so much more that needs to happen before the war actually goes down. I don't know. I think they can set all that up in an episode though. I mean, all that takes is a couple scenes saying like, Hey, like, how long will it take for them to visit Oceanside, lay down what's happening, show how many people are behind them, and get them to agree? Boom, done. Well, you know, and then... Look at how the season's been going. That's been spread out as shit. 
so. Not really, though. They're setting it up. I mean, everything's getting set up. We thought the same thing with last season. And when are we going to meet Negan and how is it going to happen? Um, and a lot of shows, when they do these big reveals and showdowns, you know, it's kind of all these different shots. And it's kind of, it's more enjoyable for an audience as to see how the plan will go as yeah. as it's actually happen- happening. Because you can A, show the action, and B, explain how it's happening all at once. You don't have to have an entire episode of what their plan is. Yeah. You know, it's almost more exciting to see how it unfolds. And yeah. if you get the buy-in from everyone already, you already know that you have a buy-in. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. think, no, I think it, it definitely will. And knowing where, um, you know, we, we do have an article on our website. If you love spoilers, knowing where the show does go, they have a lot mm-hmm. to play with next season. If they, right. they complete this battle at the end of the yeah. season. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. Um, I know we're running out of time, but I want to ask you a question. Do you remember I used to ask you questions? Oh, you one. mean like a close like a closing question? Yes, about you personally and yourself in the po- apocalypse, Liz. So, okay. If you're in Eugene's position or any person that's been kind of offered what Eugene's been offered, like live this life in in the Savior's compound, um, would you would you do that or would you risk your life to rebel against him or would you just get cozy there? If I had been through everything that they had been through, I'd like to think that I would risk my life. Um, And I would probably still act the way Eugene is acting because the only way you're going to get more transparency into what's going on is if you act like you're one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like think of super spies, you know, look at the whole uh, um, British intelligence dude that got information on the Kremlin from the U.S. election. You know, Mm -hmm. like there are people on the inside all the time and you have to kind of play double agents. So um, I would definitely take on some sort of persona to learn more. And Mm -hmm. then if I especially after I saw like my my family's head smashed in like all this, like when you there's no coming back. that. Like, what's the point in even living in fear like that or with someone that horrible? But um yeah, I would definitely, like, if I had Eugene Smarts, I would rig a bomb or something and try and mm. rock that out. That's what about you? I knew you'd say that. Oh, I'm a little bitch. I'd just be like, okay, whatever you say. I'd be like, don't oh throw God, me in the pizza oven. Yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be different if I saw, like, people I love get their heads bashed in. Maybe that changed the game. But if that didn't happen, I'd be like, yeah, I'll just do whatever. God, I can't live out in a world with zombies on my own. I don't want to get burned alive. Fear. We're not saying you'll get ruined. burned alive. I just like you're living. Think about how those people live. Like it's yeah, fucking horrible. Yeah, I'd, ha- I'd have to do. I mean, I don't know. I'm fully aware of the type of person that I am. And I think we've talked about this before. I think I just hang out in that room, listen to Easy Street, and eat pickles all day. I hope you're kidding. If I'm being honest with myself, <laughs> listen, it's just way easier, way easier. It depends on the situation. But that is the nice. situation. So the situation is yeah. you're living with the mass murderer <laughs> who just bashed your like family well, members heads in in front of you. And I have survival skills out in the world. Me personally, you know, I'm not Rick. I'm not Michelle. So you just rather you'd rather live with the devil. Then try and save your soul. 
You're not supposed Basically. to make me feel bad about my answer. You know, just a candid conversation. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, yeah. girl, I would not, um, like if the apocalypse happened based on this response, I'm just being honest. I probably wouldn't text you to see how you're doing. I'd just Thanks. find a group and rock it out. <laughs> You'd be like, when you're like, not in our group. I still want to know if it's a kingdom where they smoke pot all day and eat quiche. I see, but how can you see that if you're going to live with vegan and see him do the horrible things he does and, like, well, basically... if you didn't have a choice, if you were out in the world on your own, like, living with a bunch of walkers, or if... See, but now you're changing the situation. You're saying well, if you were might... in Eugene's situation, yeah. what would well, you do? Maybe I'm trying to backtrack because you're making me, making me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that's the point. I'm, I'm supposed to make you feel very, bad. It's a very complicated situation. That's, you know, the whole point of this discussion. You know, what's Eugene going to do? We just don't know. That's, that's me changing the subject. All right. Um, All right. Well, guys, that was our um, assessment of <laughs> season seven, episode 11, Hostiles and Calamities. Let us know what you think in the comments or tweet us at pure underscore fandom. You can also check out purefandom.com for more awesome podcasts on um, sci-fi networks, TV shows. We have a Supergirl podcast. Um, we also have a Star Wars podcast. And we have a couple random ones that pop up here and there as well, focusing on some specific fandoms that are super hot right now. So make sure you check that out. If you want to write for us, email Liz at purefandom.com. And um, I think oh. that's it. We have a, we have oh, a Comic-Con yeah. coming up. Yeah, we have two. Two Comic-Cons. Two, two Comic-Cons, yeah. We'll be at Wizard World Cleveland um, Comic-Con here coming up around the 17th of March and the weekend after that. We will be at Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, which is a combined Walker-Stalker fan event dedicated completely to The Walking Dead, um, which they put on a fantastic Comic-Con. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're a Walking Dead fan, don't miss it. Oh, yeah, or Arrow, Legends, The Flash, Gotham, all of those cast members are going to be there. Like, pretty much all of them. Um, and even Milo Ventimiglia is going to be there. And some other... Just My spirit check out the, Yeah, your spirit Just check out the guest list, because it's going to be sick. So we'll be there moderating and doing, uh, I think, panels there. So yeah, if you're there at one of those cons, come say hello to us. Oh, and make sure you download our app, our Pure Fandom yeah. app on Google Play and um, the Apple Store is free right now. So uh, make sure you check that out. We are going to be posting some new stuff on there soon. And I think those are all the plugs we have for you guys. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Well, that was a good discussion. That um, was a good discussion. I needed I that because... the end where I said I'm a horrible person. You're not a horrible person because, look, that's what happened to Dwight. But you changed the situation because you said, what if you were... The reason I was getting mad is because you said, <laughs> what if you were in Eugene's situation? So I'm like, okay, so if I dealt... Like, if we had been through all this stuff for seven seasons and then you were like, okay, bye. Like, yeah. if my husband's head got bashed in, like, yeah, I'd be pretty shitty with you. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Well, I, I understand. I understand. So you kind of set yourself up for that one there, I'm not going to lie. But I think also what's skewing my opinion is that it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And all, when I think about the Saviors, all I think of, of is JDM's face. And I'm like, I'd be fine with that. I think maybe. But that's, that's a different situation. If Jeffrey Dean Morgan was actually Negan, I think we all <laughs> would be Negan. So that's true. There's Very our true. Common, okay. common ground. 
There we go. All right, guys. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, Lindy's not a horrible person. I can vouch for that. I would text her if the apocalypse hit. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Until next time. Apes out. Visit purefandom.com for more kick-ass news on your favorite shows, fandoms, movies, and more.